everybody. Welcome to another episode of the College Football Tailgate. As always, it is me, XFL Jim, joined by the one, the only, the incomparable. It is Uncle Rico, a.k.a. Eric. What's up, dude? Ready to roll, dude. I got my East Dillon tee on, dude. Ready to talk some pigskin, dude. Let's get right into it. Today, we are previewing the ACC, one of the last conferences we have to preview. Eric, it would be remiss, though. Uh, I believe since our recording last and to now, two new teams have entered the Big Ten. <laughs> I mean, we you got Oregon and Washington going. Um, and the thing is, is I don't mean to be mean towards Stanford and Cal, but those are academic schools. Did you like see if the they, ACC was looking at them? They're looking at them. The school to me that's just getting completely effed in all this is Washington State. What about Oregon State? Oregon State, too. Oregon Those two State. are just getting boned. But, I mean, the thing is, is Oregon State's always going to have money, though. Yeah. They have more money than Washington State does. Washington State, because the Pac-12 is leaving, I heard they're going to be, like, barely breaking money now. And oh, then they're doing all these reservations on the stadiums. It wouldn't surprise me if that football program's DOA. It definitely wouldn't surprise me at all. Because they spent a lot of money in, like, just kind of waiting on the fact that they would have conference money coming in consistently. And, and their coach, oh, my God, their coach has been just on the battle front about what is happening in some of the quotes. And I think they, I, I think I read they're going to actually sue the Pac-12. Well, they're going to, okay. Interesting. Interesting battle. I, I don't know how that would work out for him. I do feel bad for him, though. It's going to be, man, it's hard not to look at this through a lens of I, I feel like this is worse for college football in some regards. So, okay, so here we go. What about the American? Could we see the American Conference making a play for Washington State and Oregon State? Not the Mountain West? I'm just... Like, in your pegs of conferences, which one do you hold more? They're kind of like, especially now with the teams that left the American, I think they're pretty even. So, hypothetically, let's say you're the Washington State. Where would you go? Whichever conference has most money. (laughs) That's that's like, I feel like at this point, that's the only thing that you got to worry about. Whichever one can pay the most. Yeah, that's true. Let's say they could pay even. I I say Mountain West. It's easier on travel, and you still have like I feel like Boise State is a more national brand than a decent chunk of the like now American. Yeah, but the Mountain West, the American is featured more on ESPN. That's fair. Mountain West is buried on CBS Sportsnet. Well, it's just I mean I've. You might want to join the American just because I feel like there's a potential that if you just stay on the West Coast and still stay Western, you just fuck yourself. What? Repeat that. Like the West, like people don't care about the West Coast when it comes to football. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you stay like in a conference that's mostly West Coast, you're kind of like at a detriment, which sucks. And I hate that, but it's kind of how it is. It sucks. 
And then Oregon State, God only knows what's going to happen to them. I mean, what do you think about um, what do you think about USC versus Oregon being a conference matchup in the Big Ten now? I heard something that USC is pissed that Oregon's coming now. Oh, a hundred percent, they're pissed. So I just, I don't know. Like it's it's going to be crazy to me. And the thing next is, next year's going to be nuts. Next year's going to be absolutely nuts. The the Missouri coach. This is yeah the Missouri coach who's name on Eli Drinkwitz. I mean, the thing he said, and he's like, right, football is different, basketball is different. They're chartering planes to get from A to B. What's the softball Trap. team doing? But right, like, are is it going to be like a three? Like, if you're Oregon softball or USC softball, track and field or anything like, like that. Yeah. What, what do you do? Do you do like a week trip where you just go like five? You know what I mean? Is it going to be cheaper for you just to make an East Coast trip where you just hit every single school up and then just circle around back? Is so, that going to be more economical? It might be, but then at what point do you like? So are they doing all online classes at that point? Do you have to do online classes if you're going to be an athlete now? And you may have to. But let's be honest. Most of these, like, because of the travel regimen right now, even as is, most of these kids do a lot of the online stuff. It's true. So I just – yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's next year is going to be really interesting and the travel and everything is something we're going to have to really monitor carefully. My last thoughts on it is I feel like this is a step. It's another step in a worse direction for the sport of college football. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Not a fan. And they're supposed to be going to that 12 team playoff. Now you have no Pac-12, so they're probably going to have to redo that. They're going to amend that. They're probably just going to end up doing like 12 at large or some shit like that. That's probably you're right. That's probably what they're gonna do. They'll probably do no like automatic bids. But Eric, we are here to preview this year, the here and the now of college football, and we have the ACC. Eric, interesting factoid while looking up the uh, the odds on Bet Online. The most there are four teams in this conference with uh, hundred to one odds. Yeah, there's some big difference. There's definitely a big drop in the production and everything. Um, the so there, you definitely see the tiers. There's like a top two tier, and then there's like a maybe two to three team tier below mm-hmm. that, and then it's kind of either you got a decent sized middle, and then you have a big bottom. The bottom of the ACC ha- is and has been for the last like five six years been absolutely garbage. Just weak, just just really weak. Um. You know, obviously BC is the first team. What 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 are we working at with BC's odds, my friend? Right here, Boston College, baby. Over under win total five and a half. It's minus one forty five towards the over, plus one fifteen to the under. They're our first team at plus ten thousand one hundred to one odds to win the conference, baby. Obviously, you know they're returning forty nine nine offensive and six defensive nine offensive six defensive starters. They're losing your boy, Big Phil. No more Big Phil. He is gone. Morehead looked good when he played. But the thing that's going to be interesting is now all these coaches have had an offseason looking at his film. How is he going to look now? Now more teams are prepared to have multiple games of film on him. Running back room. Top three are returning. They're getting a transfer from Western Kentucky will be better running behind the improved offensive line that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. 
wide receiver, they're losing their top two. One of them was Zay Flowers, first-round draft pick, legit chain mover. They added O'Keefe from UCF, but I feel because the loss of their top two, namely Flowers, is going to take a step backwards. Offensive line is going to be one of the most improved offensive lines in the country. They have five back, and they have two transfers that are coming in. They will add depth that is going to help in case one of their guys goes down, which was an issue last year. And this is going to improve the running game. Again, there's been a couple teams I've mentioned with the improvements of the offensive line. I think early on in the season, we need to look to tackle the running backs, rushing props and Boston college is in that boat defensive line. This line will be bigger than last season. They added Rooks from Michigan will be improved linebacker. Losing one, and they're adding a transfer from Arkansas. Unit should take a step forward. Special teams, they were bad last season, losing everyone but the kicker. Little worried about that. They will be, overall, in my eyes, they're going to be sneaky to play in spots. I love their O-line. We'll look to play rushing props to start the season. But that's it with them. It's still, you know what I mean? It's, It's still Boston College, man. I I probably if it was better odds I'd probably peg them to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. Like five and a half does seem like the right number. I think they could be a sneaky like six win team. I feel like the ACC could kind of like see a lot of teams end up six and six where they just cannibalize themselves with the chaos and all that. I think Boston College is an interesting team. Like you said, good to play in spots. Let's go through the schedule. NIU, uh, Holy Cross, Florida State. I got two and one. I totally co-sign with that. At Louisville, Virginia, at Army. Louisville's a tough team we're going to talk about. I really feel – I don't know what we're going to get from Louisville. The I, they're, the, they're like one of the biggest wild cards in my opinion. They're a huge wild card, but in the betting market, they're getting a lot of respect. They're getting a when, ton. When you see where they are. Um, I got them mm, two and one I, there, though. As well. I think they're going to lose, though. I think they'll lose to Louisville, but I think they can beat Virginia and Army. I think they can. I think they can beat Virginia. I think they can beat Army. My thing was this, though. And this is like I was going to mention this when we get to Virginia. I don't understand how Virginia can't have a good football team. I, I feel like Bronco had some stuff going there for a while while he was there. And then he just kind of left out of nowhere. He had some medical issues, I think. Okay. He had some like heart issues. So. But, yeah. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, though. I, uh, there's no reason Virginia shouldn't have like a good football team. Off the bye week at Georgia Tech, UConn at Syracuse. Um, See, all, this is where it's tricky when you play UConn. Yeah. Because it's in the middle of conference. And you you know what I mean? This is a tricky spot. I think they're going to be three and three going into the bye. Yep, three and three going into the bye. And then I think they're gonna beat Georgia Tech, so four and three. And then I think they're gonna lose their next two. I'm kinda right there with you. I have them at five wins. I just have them at one win over you. And then Virginia Tech at Pitt and Miami to end the season. I kinda have them going 0 and three there. I mean, Virginia Virginia Tech is a winnable game. It is winnable, but I'm going to give it to Virginia Tech. I got them at five. I also have them at five. That's 
I think they could be a sneaky bowl team, but uh, like Eric said, spots, 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 spots. And like, like Moorhead could be awful. He could you know, be. He was good in playing last year, but now he's the number one. He could he could struggle. You know what, Eric? You've actually you actually made me make a bet now. No more Phil. No my bo- no more my boy Phil. No no Dracovic. I'm betting the under. Dude, look at you, dude. Based on principle. I'm a man of principle. Up next, Clemson Tigers. Win total is set at 10, minus 125 to the over, minus 105 to the over. They are plus 105 to win the ACC. Returning 49, seven offensive and eight defensive starters. No more DJU, and I have to shout out the Throw God. If you have not watched the Throw God's video on DJU, it is an absolute must watch. Shout out Harrison Beck. Caleb Kubnick is going to be taking over the starter, but I'm going to be honest. I don't trust him. They have Paul Tyson from, from Arizona state, a very highly touted freshman who's coming in. It wouldn't shock me if we actually see all three of them over the course of the season. Cause oh, I'm Jesus just not Christ. this shit again at Clemson. I'm not a Kubnick guy. I'm not, I, I'll be, I don't think he's that good. That's fair. Wide receiver Shipley is back. He'll be the main ball carrier. Dabo has been quite blatant. We want to get the ball in his hands. He's been very adamant about that. Now, looking at Clemson, the one thing that's kind of stood out to me that's been different is they really, like, where's the stud wide receiver? You think of all these great wide receivers that Clemson's had. When was their last good wide receiver? They have a guy like two years ago. I mean, Hunter one throw. No, no, no. I thought they had a guy like recently, like twenty one or something. I thought they had a stud. I thought they had a dude in twenty one, but I don't remember the name. Their last one they had was T Higgins. Yeah, that was the that like literally that was the last one they had, and that was like multiple years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their draft classes right now. 2023, no wide receivers draft. 2022, no wide receivers draft. 2021, Amari Rogers, Cornell Powell. Nothing really there. I thought Amari was good in college. Nah, I was an Amari guy. 2020, nobody. I mean, literally 2019, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, 2019 was Renfro and Higgins, wasn't it? Oh, 2020 was Higgins. So Higgins was like the last dude in my eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, I really think that's something that, and this isn't different. They really don't have a stud wide receiver. They have no playmakers. Offensive line, this unit is a beast. They have four starters back. Depth at every position could be one of the better ones in the ACC. Defensive line, they're losing Breeze and Murphy, which will hurt, but – Second team All-American Taylor is back, which will help. Every player on this unit is a highly ranked coming out of hug school, but will they be able to transfer that talent to the college level? We'll have to wait to see. But when you lose two guys like Murphy and Breeze, now granted there were some injuries last year, but those guys were studs. You're going to take a step backwards. Linebackers, this unit is talented, deep, and could make it the argument that the tie that the Tigers have the best two linebackers in the conference. This unit is going to lead the defense. 
DBs, returning all four, ton of talent, especially at the safety position. This isn't one of the better units in the conference. This is one of the better units in the country. Special teams, they need to find a kicker. Sophomore Robert Gunn is this year's kicker. He was one for one in PATs last year. That That's all he kicked. So we really have no idea. This kid could come out here and could be shaking everything. He was one for one in PATs. So do they have a kicker? I don't know. Hey, his percentage is nuts. <laughs> um, overall, look. They get Florida State. They get Notre Dame at home. Are loaded at the offensive line in the back of the defense. But I have concerns about the quarterback position. And I will have to see how Kubnick looks this season before I invest in them. I I don't know. I just I'm just I'm down on Clemson this year. I really think like the new face, I don't the, I don't I hate even using the term the new face. The new era of college football, I don't think is a Dabo arrow era. I think he's gone in three years at most. Really? Yeah. God, Chase should have been here for this one. He is he is on Clemson's demise. I mean, I think well, I mean, you hear him. He's against NIL. This is all NIL. He's against all this big money stuff. And I just think with the direction that college football is heading, he's made enough money. He's just so you say think he's, he leaves in three I think years. he just leaves. Okay, when him. you said he's gone, I thought in my head I was like, he's fired. And I was like, I no, no, no. I think he just yeah. I think he just has enough of it. I think he's yeah. just like, I'm done. I've had enough. I'm out. Unless Bama opens up somehow. No, even if Bama opens up, I think he just he's just, he's just, just done with college football. I think he's just done with college football. Okay. I mean, he's been there for a while. He's and I mean he's a weight. He talks, he doesn't like the direction the game is going. That's and fair. we've seen it. They've slowly gotten worse every single year. They have. You know, and then you have DJU making the statements that he's making about the state of the offense and everything. Is that going to make playmakers go there? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I. Dude, for like I, the last. Like, the, so my thing with Clemson is it seems like for the last three years. The defense has remained excellent to, like, great. And the yes. offense has gotten considerably worse every year. Like, noticeably worse oh, yeah. every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ever yeah. since Lawrence left. Yeah. Ever since Trevor Lawrence left. I uh, Let's just go through the schedule. They uh, September 23rd is going to be a day to fucking circle. So it's at Duke, Charleston, Southern, Florida, Atlantic. Just, just 3-0 and right out the bait. 3-0, and but I'll tell you what. We talked about Florida Atlantic. I think that's a tough game. I think anything over two tutties, you got to take Florida Atlantic. Though. Oh, for sure. And the fact that it's before Florida State. Yeah. Which is that early in the season, a potential, like, conference championship, like, implications. Yeah. Yeah. So Florida State at Syracuse and then Wake. I'm going to have them. I'm going to give them two and one there. I think they drop one. Weird stuff could happen in the carrier, though, man. That's they could be one and two. They could be one and but two. I mean, Syracuse has lost a lot, so I, I th- anytime a team like Clemson goes to the carrier dome, I kind of just throw things out. Yeah, I'm gonna give them two and one here because if they beat Florida State, they're losing to Syracuse. So let's say this: let's say they have one loss at their bye. I'm going to give them one loss going into the bye. 
and then it's at Miami and at NC State and Notre Dame back to back to back. That's a brutal stretch. That's NC State brutal. obviously is a little down. Miami as they're changing offense could should look a lot better. And Notre Dame as as um, Sammy Hartman. Um, they could drop two of them. I see them only dropping one though. I'll be honest, like how I see it in my eyes of eyes. They're playing Miami off the bye. They're going to beat Miami. They're going to beat Miami. They are going to beat Miami. And I think they beat. And then they lose to NC State because NC State is off the bye. So they lose to NC State back to back years. And then they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I could see that. I think that. I think think Miami's a win. I think if they, like, say if they lose to NC State. Then they're beating Notre Dame or vice versa. Yeah. Yep. And then Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and then at South Carolina. They could lose to North Carolina, but I don't know I about think that. North Carolina's going to be good this year. I think they're going to be really good. I think North Carolina's live in that spot. I think they could lose to Notre I think they could lose to. North Carolina. I think they're going to beat South Carolina, get a little revenge from what happened last year. I think there's no shot in hell they lose to South Carolina this so, year. So, I mean, I, I think a, they're going to lose one, two, I a, three or four. I think that's what yeah, they lose. Yeah, I got like two at the least. Well, one at the least. They could very have, still have a good year. I'm anywhere from like the two to four range as well. Yeah. And I'm going to play the under. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. What, what is it at? Minus 105. For how many? 10 on the dot. So you still have, you have a push potentially. I like I'll that. I like that one a lot. I'll play it. Up next, Duke, the Blue Devils, baby. Win total set at six and a half, plus 125 on the over, minus 155 on the under. They are plus 4,000, 40 to one to win the ACC. Returning 37, 10 and eight. Fun fact. This is the first time since 2018 that Duke has a quarterback coming back that started the year before. That is in – is that since – when did Daniel Jones go? <laughs> I was Daniel da- Jones, dude. Danny that was, he was the last one? Yeah. God dang. Leonard had a breakout season last season. Crazy to think he could be one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. Running backs, top three are returning – Word is that they were going to run the ball more to keep Leonard healthy because he got banged up a lot last season. Uh-huh. Wide receivers, they're getting all their starters back and more who was a quarterback last season is trans shifting positions. I think if Len- with Leonard taking a step forward, which we're all projecting, I think the wide receiver room will be better. Offensive line, four starters are back and they're adding four transfers and McIntyre is back after being hurt last season. Going to be improved. Defensive line. They're only losing backups, but the thing that I'm worried about is the size of their defensive line compared to the size of the offensive line that they're going to be facing in conference. Linebackers, they're losing Hayward, who is their best linebacker by far, is a concern. Plus, it's a thin unit, and any injury is going to set this unit back in a huge direction. DBs. Losing two starters by adding transfers from Miami and Texas A&M. So I think this unit is going to be just as good as last year's. 
both punter and kicker return along with their return men. They did lose their long snapper, which was, is going to be a blow, but I think it's easily replaceable. Um, schedule is tougher than last year. It's tough. And I mean, if you just look at that October 21st to November, what is it? November 18th. That's the date. That slate can, of games. You can basically I mean, say everything off of the bye week. I mean, they go North Carolina at Florida State at Louisville, Louisville on a off a bye on a short week, then play Wake Forest at home on a Thursday, then travel to your rivals at North Carolina at Virginia. Virginia sandwiched before you go to Pitt. It's brutal. That's a tough schedule, bro. So let's get into the schedule. Clemson to start off is a loss. <laughs> yes. And then before the bye week, they have Lafayette, Northwestern, and then they go to UConn before playing Notre Dame. I think they go 2-2. Two and two. I think... I think they can beat UConn. It's going to be tough. On the road. It's tough. I'm going to be generous and give them three wins before the bye. Because, Eric, spoiler alert, I don't have them winning a single game after the bye week. Yeah, I could easily see that. Like, easily see that. The schedule is brutal. NC State at Florida State at Louisville back-to-back. Wake Forest at home and then at UNC at Virginia back-to-back before Pitt. Brutal. I mean, they have four out of five on the road with the one home game being in a short rest hosting West Virginia. And West all of their, the, their schedule, it's both sets of away games are back-to-back. Yeah. And, and so brutal. You have to play Clemson, North Carolina, Florida Notre State, Dame. Louisville, Notre Dame. Some of these schools got breaks with who they're missing. This team isn't one of them. I mean, I would lean to the under if I had to bet it. Yeah, if it was if it wasn't minus one fifty five, I'd bet the under. <laughs> I I agree with that. Florida State up next on the chopping block. Win total is set at nine and a half, minus one forty on the over, plus one ten on the under. They are your second favorite to win the conference at plus one seventy five. Eric, returning forty eight. Eight and nine, eight starters defense, eight starters offense, nine starters defense. Travis has gotten better every year, so it's realistic he's going to take another step forward this season. I think if you think Florida State's going to have a good year, the bet you need to make is for Travis to be a finalist to make it to New York. Because if Florida State's good and they're running for the ACC, he's going to be invited to New York probably. So that would be something make the playoff bet too. Um, running back, they're losing third team All American Ward, but Benson will be taking over. They have Penn State transfer Holmes to add a nice one two punch. Wide receivers, they are returning three of their top six. They're adding a boatload of talent, namely my boy Coleman from Michigan State. This is going to be one of the better units, and dude. The Florida State coach, old Mikey boy, 
He did my boys dirty. You know what he? You know what he did to get what Coleman. He goes, look, dude, you have Jalen Reed, who's one of the better wide receivers. If Michigan State had a better quarterback, he would have been going top. He would have been in the first round pick. You come here, we got we got Travis. He's going to be slinging you the rock, man. You're going to be the number one. And Coleman was like, "Yeah, you're right, dude. Thorn's bad." So then he transfers, and then the Thorn transfers immediately after because Coleman can't transfer, which is I think Thorn does, but whatever. Offensive line, one of the most experienced offensive line in the countries they're losing to, but adding three high-level transfers and getting a player back from injury, great unit. I was a little shocked that Bursa turned down the NFL to come back for another season. So him, along with the transfers coming in, make this unit good. They'll be able to cause some havoc in the backfield. Linebackers losing one, and their top three tacklers are returning. This is an underrated unit in the conference. Will shock people with how good they are. DBs, they're thin in the back too, like really thin at the safety position, which is worried some. They need to find a replacement to Robinson, who was an All-American. Special teams, huge upgrade at the kicker position, adding their kicker from Eastern ETSU, Eastern Tennessee State University. This unit will be better than last season's. Overall, I like this team. Very good. But I wish they had a better schedule. It's it's tough. It's a I tough schedule. The way to play them future-wise is if they lose a tough game to LSU. You know what I mean? Like a one-score game. Uh-huh. Bet them to make the college football playoff that. Not to win it. Just make it. So right now they're three to one. What do you think it would jump up to? Say, to so, make, so, they're they're three to one just to make it plus three hundred to make it. Jesus, dude, people see in my eyes that's way too short. Same. So I mean, right there, those odds tell you there's there must be some big boy money on Florida State. Um, I would need, I think that would probably shoot up to seven, eight, depending on the shop. That's what I would think too. So they start off the season versus LSU at a quote-unquote neutral site in Orlando, Florida. LSU's good. LSU's real good. LSU's real good. I think that's a loss, dude. I'm going to go with you, too. I think that's a loss. But then it's Southern Miss at Boston College and then at Clemson. So we gave Clemson the win. We did. So we're going to say 2-2. and We're going to say 2-2 before the bye. Off the bye week, though, it's Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, all at home, at Wake, at Pitt, and then it's Miami, Northern Alabama, and at Florida to end the season. I mean, they could run the table. They very easily could run the table. I think they do. I just don't like how their two hardest games are so early in the season in September. It's basically like so – I guess it's always – Caveat dependent on how things shake up. Even if they lose a close one to LSU, but like that Clemson game is basically for the conference championship game. Yeah, because whoever loses that is shit out of water. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Florida State was one of those teams that got lucky. They don't play UNC. They don't play my like they 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 get their schedule's great. They don't play those teams that we we're talking about before. Um exactly. Watch out for that at Pitt late in the season. 
Watch they out. They could lose to that game. Pit. Pit's pit. Pit's pit. Pit. No matter, like, no matter how good or bad they are, Pit will always be Pit. Yeah, and they'll compete and they'll do their thing. Um, they'll they'll fucking get somebody. I'm on the over. If it wasn't like minus one forty, I'd bet it. I don't want it, like you said. Really, the only way to touch this team is with Heisman finalist odds. I mean, odds to be a Heisman. Because I was gonna, I was trying to like see what to make the playoff because it would be interesting. But at plus three hundred, I don't want to touch it. No. See, I'm not seeing odds to make New York. No, I'm not seeing those posted yet. But I mean, even if that's the case, Jordan Travis is 14 to one to win the Heisman. So there's just a lot of small, way too small prices. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> wait for the other first game goes. This is a team yeah. that you should have got in on like back in March or April. Yeah, you're a little late to the party. Yeah. And don't worry, I am too. I'm a little late to this party. I'm always late to the party, Jim. That way people notice me when I go in. I love that. Up next, Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, baby. Win total is set at four and a half. Plus 110 on the over, minus 140 on the under. They are your next team up with plus 10,000, 100 to 1 odds to win at the ACC. Returning 40. Five offenses, seven defensive starters. Keynes King is coming in from Texas A&M and will be the starting quarterback, but he has injured injury concerns. If he can't stay healthy, they're really thin behind him and there's a huge drop-off. They're running backs. They're adding Cooley from Louisville to help the running the running game group will basically be the same as last year's. Wide receivers. They are fast but inexperienced and losing back burn to an ACL in the spring game hurts. Rutherford is their top returner, but he only had 225 yards last season. You know, they're getting some transfers in, but losing Blackburn is going to hurt. Offensive line, they have four returning, and they have two transfers coming in. This O offensive line will be greatly improved. Hopefully this helps to keep King healthy. Defensive line, they don't have any returning starters coming back. They're adding transfers from Clemson and University of South Florida, which will help. But, look, they're losing a ton Linebackers, they're losing two all-conference players, which hurt. And with that being said, this unit will take a step backwards. DBs, they're losing one starter, plus getting Brooks back from from injury, which is huge. This unit will be improved. Special teams, they only have their punter returning. And with how bad this unit was last season, common senses are just going to take a step forward because you can't be worse than they were last season. Overall, tough schedule. But... I think this team will improve as the season goes on. If Haynes can stay healthy, man, I think toward the the last four games of the season, I think this could be a team we, we could look to bet. But I think it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah, so their number might be inflated as well. I, every year I say it when I'm talking about Georgia Tech win totals, this team is just – they always get – fucked because Clemson is their rival, their quote-unquote like ACC-selected rival, basically. Mm-hmm. And has been. And they got to play Georgia every year. Yeah. It's just brutal. And I mean, their schedule sucks, dude. 
It sucks. Like if you are if you are Georgia Tech out of conference aside from Georgia, I would schedule nothing but like FCS and like the worst G five schools just to get wins. I mean, they're out of sc- conference schedule this year. South Carolina State. That's fine. that's that's a good one. That's a good one for them to do. Bowling Green. Okay. That's a good one to do. That's fine. At Old Miss. What are we doing? Georgia at home. What are like, we doing? Here? Like what? What's going on? You know, I get that you have to play Georgia every year. I get that. You gotta but, make up for it somewhere. Yeah, like this is brutal. You want to get yourself on the threshold of just being able to make a bowl game consistently. Like, why aren't you playing a team like another Mac school, like Central Michigan? Or even like a CUSA school. Yeah, or maybe even play like what's a North Texas. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like a school like that, but you're going on playing at Old Miss. Yeah, Why? let's get to the schedule. Louisville at a neutral site, quote unquote, at uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. That's a loss. That's a loss. South Carolina State, though. That's a win. And it's at Ole Miss, at Wake, back to Two losses. Two losses. Bowling Green at Miami. I think they're going to beat Bowling Green, then they're going to lose to Miami. I think so, too. Bowling Green could, that would be terrible for them if they lost to Bowling Green. Off the bye week, Boston College, North Carolina, at Virginia, at Clemson, Syracuse, and then Georgia. I don't think they win one after the bye week. They probably won't. Maybe maybe Boston College if they get lucky. Maybe BC, but BC is coming off the bye too. Yeah, I don't think they win a single one off the bye. Like, uh, Virginia, if they're as bad as they were last year, but I don't think they are. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I think they win like two games. But like you said, I think they show improvement, and at the last half of the season, they could get like an inflated number that you could jump on. They could be that team we looked to back. Up next, Louisville. Louisville. Win total is set at a whopping eight and a half with a uh, plus 125 on the over, minus 155 on the under. Louisville are plus 1,200 to win the conference. I believe they are the fourth favorite to win. They're returning 35, 6, and 7. Jake Plummer from Cal will be the starter. He was Love me some Purdue. Jake Plummer. He was at Purdue to start his career. More of a drop pack passer that fits the system. Running backs. They have two other top three are back. They're adding key transfers from Wisconsin. And with Plummer under center, the running backs are going to be the center of the rushing attack, unlike previous seasons. Wide receivers, they are losing all of their top guys and have transfers coming in from the Sun Belt and SWAC. But who's their number one? Maybe Thrash, but we don't know if he's going to be able to be that number one. Offensive line, they have two returning starters coming back. Both were all conference players, plus they're adding six transfers. But the question is, can this unit that's never really played together gel into one cohesive unit? DB is their defensive line. They're losing two starters, both of which were all-conference players, along with two backups. They're adding a transfer from Georgia State and Stanford, plus Lola's back after being hurt the last two seasons. That's big. He hasn't played for two years. Is he going to be able to do that? Also, linebackers, they're losing – wow. 
<laughs> they're losing six, six, three of which were starters, and the transfers walking in aren't the same as the transfers walking out. This group is going to struggle. DB is. This will be the strength of the defense. They're adding three impactful transfers, and they're going to have three starters returning. Special teams are losing their punter, and their kicker will take a step back. We'll take a step backwards. Overall, they have an uptick in coaching. They avoid Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina. But they're playing NC State on a short week, pit off the bye right before they play at Notre Dame. I'm worried about this defense. I'm going to pass on. I'm going to pass any futures. Real quick, though, we're talking about conference realignment. SMU plotting to join the ACC. So if SMU heads the ACC, the school won't earn a fair share of revenue until 2030. The Mustangs have talked to other leagues such as the Pac-12 and Big 12 in their quest to join a Power 5 conference. The ACC has also discussed the possibility of adding Cal and Stanford. Alongside Washington State and Oregon State, the Cardinals and the Bears are among the four teams remaining in the Pac-12 following a slew of defections. So, interesting. Does the Pac-12 then try to poach, like, SMU and, like... I I personally think the Pac-12 is just done. I think the Pac-12 is DOA, too. I think think they're just done. Um, Yeah, they're dead. But we're not here to talk that. Let's let's let's, let's dive in because we could. Like you said, though, that. Louisville does avoid the toughest teams. But as we get into the schedule, the the conference games, they're the toughest ones they do have to play are all on the road. Yeah. Two. So they start the season off neutral site versus Georgia Tech. We call that a win. Murray State and then versus Indiana in Lucas Oil. I think that's I a think, win. I think those are two more wins. Boston College at home win. I think, that's, I think they're perfect going at NC State. Then I think they lose at NC row. State, Notre Dame, and at Pitt before the bye. I think they lose three in a row. I th- I also think they lose three in a row. Right, so we're at four and three right now. Yep. Off the bye, it's Duke at home, Virginia Tech, Virginia all at home, and then at Miami and Kentucky at home to end the season. I think they win three. Yep. Lose to Miami. Yep. Yep, I'm right with there with you. I mean, that's what they do. So what is this? This is an eight and four season? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight. We have my eight wins. Eight and four. So eight and a half is the win total, Eric. Yeah, and that's why we're avoiding it, my friend. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. And I don't want to touch that conference future. 12 to 1, gross. Gross. A little too short. Up next, Miami, the Miami Hurricane. Win total is set at 7.5. It is plus 120 on the over, minus 150 on the under. They are plus 2,200, 22-1 to win the ACC this year. They're returning 40, 9 offensive and 10 defensive starters. Quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke is back, and wow. Do you remember this time last year? Jim? Jim, do you remember this time last year when people were hyping him, saying he could be a sleeper for the top pick in the NFL draft? Uh. Yeah, because he had a sick-ass end of the season in 21. Everyone just remembers those last, like, three or four weeks of 2021 when he was the sickest guy in town. 
He was brutal last year. They have a new OC, the change in offense. <laughs> I think it's going to be a better fit for his skill. I think he's going to take a step forward. But they, from what you're saying, though, that's why we need to remember we need to look at the whole product, not just someone getting hot for a couple of games. Running back, leading rusher Parrish is back. They're adding Allen from a little school called Nebraska. Uh, unit has more depth. But can they stay healthy all year? That's a big question. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be fine. Wide receiver, the only starter they are losing in the passing game is the tight end. But he was first team all conference, so it's kind of a big blow. Five of their top wide receivers are back. Will be a good group if Van Dyke can take that step forward. It's all on his shoulders, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, 100%. Offensive line, they're losing four, but... They're getting Cohn from Bama, Lee from UCF, and Nelson is back after missing a year due to injury. I think this unit is going to be better, even though they're losing four. And also, we need to remember their coach, Super Mario, is a phenomenal offensive line coach, and he's going to have this group ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, the line. Losing five, but all their top guys are returning, and they're adding some key transfers. I think this unit's going to be good. Linebackers, they're losing two, but Flag is back. They got a huge transfer from Washington State coming in. I think this unit's going to be really good. DBs, they're losing five. They're adding three impactful transfers. And Williams is back. I think this unit's going to be good. Special teams, this is going to be one of the better units in the country. This was one of the better units in the country last season, but they're losing their punter, who is insane because his ability to flip the field. I think that they're going to take a step backwards because they're going to lose the punter. Overall, will Van Dyke improve in the change of offense? Question mark. That's the million-dollar question. Team has a ton returning, but they play UNC, NC State, and FSU all on the road, and they're playing Clemson when Clemson's coming off the ball. little bit of a toughie. Little toughy, little toughy. Let's get to the schedule before the bye week. They get Miami of Ohio, the Battle of the Miamis, Texas A and M, Bethune Cookman, and then at Temple. Oh yeah, I'm saying it right now. They're losing to Temple. I, I like I like Temple a lot. I think I think they lose to Texas A and M. I am a two and two going into the bye. I got them at four and zero. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh. I'm not spoiler, Eric. I'm not high on Texas A and M this year. Okay. 4-0. Off the bye week, then it's Georgia Tech at UNC, Clemson. 1-2. and two. I'm also with you 1-2. and two. Then it's Virginia so at NC State, at Florida State, Louisville, and then at Boston College. I think they beat Virginia. Then they lose the back-to-back road games at NC State and Florida State. And then they win, win two to end, end the season. I think so too. I think basically they lose all their hard conference games. I got them at eight and four. Jesus, I have them at six wins. I got them at eight and four, but I don't really want to touch the over on this one because it, like, like you said, if Van Dyke does kind of just lay a dud, they could easily they're going to lose to Texas A&M. They're going to lose to Temple. Um, they could even lose to like Virginia if he's that bad. Yeah. So I'm not touching this Miami total. Don't want anything to do with them. 
Moving on, NC State, the Wolfpack. Win total is set at 6.5, minus 150 on the over, plus 120 on the under. They are plus 1,600 to win the conference. We're turning 44, 9 and 8. Drake May is back, legit Heisman candidate at quarterback. Running back, deep group, talented group. They're all going to get run. They have four guys that are going to be carrying the ball. Four guys wait, that. Wait, 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 Eric, Eric. Are you talking about NC State right now? Oh, I thought you were talking about North Carolina. No, 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 no. NC State, NC State. Oh, dude. I know. It's so they the way they do it is the C in alphabetical. Well, I, I, I wrote out North Carolina State. They should still be first then. Oh, you wrote it out like that? Yeah, North Carolina. We'll, we'll go for yours then. We'll just skip the North Carolina. No, no, no. We, can, we can do a North Carolina sure? State. We're, yeah, okay. returning 38, 7 and 5. Quarterback. Armstrong is transferring in from UVA and he did well with the OC when he was at UVA and he's now there. He was at Syracuse last year and now he's at NC state with the injuries at the quarterback position last year, Armstrong being an upgrade and the change in offensive philosophies. This is going to be a huge upgrade for NC state running backs. They have two other top three back. And they have more depth than they did last season. Wide receiver. It's a passing offense, and NC State is losing three other top four wide receivers from last season. They're adding transfers from Rice and Clemson, but I don't think they have a true number one. Offensive line, they're losing three, and one of them was Gibson, who is an all-conference first-team center, which is a huge blow. They're adding transfers from Oregon, and the team's new offensive line coach at previous stops has struggled run blocking, which is a little bit concerning for this group. DBs, they're losing one, and they're adding Potter from Cincy, and Jackson is back from an injury. I think this unit's going to be better. Linebackers, this unit is losing two all-conference players and their nickelback, but they're adding Kennedy from ODU, and Wilson is back for year number six. But I think this unit's going to take a step backwards. DBs, they're losing three, but Powell, who missed the last two seasons, is back, which is interesting because he's been out for two seasons. How is he going to react to being back out there? Special teams, they're losing the best kicker in school history, who happens to be the leader in the conference in career field goals, plus their punter and returner. So to say this unit is going to take a step backwards, it's going to be an understatement. Overall, will the offensive line be able to create blocking lanes? What will the linebacker room be able to do? Who is the chain mover on the wide receiver group? Will Armstrong be able to get his old magic back that he had at UVLA? Dangerous team that I will be on a lot this year, but there's just too many questions for me to get invested in futures. If this win total was at like, if the over wasn't minus 150, if it was even just minus 110, I'd be all over it. This is NC State we're talking about. When are they not ever, like, at least 7-5? and five? They're like the perpetual 7-5, and 9-4 and four team. They're yeah. always in that range. Their good years are 9-4 and four, or 9-3. and three. Their but bad see, years are 7-5. You know what? If people hate me for the statement, this is what I want for Michigan State. Like, consistently. Honestly, at this point, this is fucking what I want for Nebraska. Floor seven wins, 
you know what? Every two to three years, we have nine like a ten. Yeah, the little dark horse team that everyone says could make a run. And Mel Tucker can't do that for my boys. But moving no, on no. to NC State, let's go. I let's at UConn, Notre Dame, VMI, two and one, two and one, at Virginia, Louisville, Marshall, and then at Duke before the bye week. I think they get all those. I also think they get all those. Maybe drop one. Yeah. Maybe. And then off the bye week, it's Clemson and Miami both at home. That's one and one. I'm going to be nice and go one and one. And then it's at Wake, at Virginia Tech, at North Carolina. I think that's two and oh. You mean three and oh? You think they beat? No. And then it's two and zero, oh and they lose to North Carolina. Oh, okay, two and zero oh versus Wake and Virginia Tech, and then lose to North Carolina. Eh, mm, I'm gonna go one and two. Okay, I think they lose to Wake. Mm. Like especially if they end up beating Miami. Mm-hmm. So I got them at mm, two, three. I'm at four losses. Shocker! Yeah. Shocker! I got, I got them nine and three. Shocker that we have them at eight and four, nine and three. It's NC State we're talking about. Come on here, what are we doing? North Carolina, moving on. This is the team Eric wanted to talk about. He's so this is, this is so the team I want to talk about. This is the team. over under win total is set exactly at eight. Eric, it's minus one fifteen both ways from what I'm seeing. And you were an early boy. I'm seeing ten to one plus one thousand for them to win the conference. Uh, returning 44, 9, and 8. Drake May is back and a legitimate Heisman contender. When have we heard this before? Um, never, dude. Never. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> running back room. Deep, talented. They have four guys that could start any other team in the conference. So it's really hard to predict who's going to be that dog. But they have four guys that are legit studs that are all going to get run. Wide receivers, they're losing their top two. One of them is, is Josh Downs, and that's hard to replace. Walker, who is coming in from uh, Kent State, was going to be the replacement, was going to be the number one. And the NCAA currently just ruled him ineligible. North Carolina is fighting that. I think he is going to eventually get on the field, and that's going to help. Offensive line, they have four starters back. And one of them is back for his seventh season. And they're adding Lampkin from Coastal Carolina. Plus, they added a good offensive line coach. Unit will be improved from last season. Defensive line, they're only losing one. They are adding a huge transfer from Florida State, who was their leading tackler on the defensive line last season. Murphy is also back. Defensive line is going to take a step forward. Linebacker room is solid as three other top four return. They did lose Hamrick for the season in the spring game, which is a big deal. DBs, they have one star returning, but are adding some key playmakers in the portal. Will be better talent walking in than walking out the door. We'll take a step forward. They're adding transfers in the kicking game. That's going to make the kicking game more reliable. Overall, they have one of the better quarterbacks in the nation. Good O-line. I think the transfers coming in on defense are going to make the defense take a step forward. I think the transfers coming in are so good 
it's going to make the the rubbish of the defense that we saw last year when they played App State and gave up a million points. We're going to forget about that. And you made the statement about the Florida State game deciding who's going to go to the NC, um, to the ACC championship. I think the game September 23rd, North Carolina and Pitt. I think of North Carolina, I think whoever wins that game is going to be in the North, is going to be in the ACC championship. You think it's going to be between Pitt and North Carolina? I think that's going to be one of the teams that's going to have to face either Clemson or Florida State. I can see that. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. You know what I mean. I, I don't want. Don't get it twisted. I don't think. No, no, no. You know what I mean. But I think that that is what's going to happen. I I am a little worried about their back end of their schedule, just because the Clemson NC State back to back is really tough. So my big worry, you put it to bed a little bit, is I feel like we were typing up South Carolina this time, this exact same way in 2021. Mm-hmm. And they went six and seven. Yeah. Like, they were coming off all the hype in the world. The quarterback was like a Heisman finalist to favorite. And then they just laid an egg. Yep. I'm worried they could do that again. Nothing in my mind is telling me that they will or that they should, but it is but still I think a worry. The difference, I think the difference between that team. I think this team has a lot stronger pieces around it. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's 100%. not just the quarterback. No, I think they can lean on the running game a little bit more. I think a lot of it will come down to the defense. It better be improved. Starting off versus South Carolina. Let's say that's a win. I'm gonna say it's a win, but this will be a very telling game. I think I think it'll show us a lot. App State at home, Minnesota at home, and then at Pitt. You know what? I think they're perfect going into the bye. I think they're, you know what? I'm going to go 4 0 here as well, too. Off the bye, it's Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, all at home. I think they're 3 0. You know, I agree 100%. And then it's at Georgia Tech, Campbell, the Campbell Camels, Duke at Clemson at NC State. I think they have a hiccup in one of the last games of the year. And I think, I think between the last one of those last three, they lose. Maybe two. Yeah. Like, I could very yeah. easily see, like, them getting Duke or Clemson or NC State and getting a loss there. Mm-hmm. At this point, my head says, like, 10 and 2, 11 and 1. My heart says, like, 7 and 5. Because <laughs> I just, like, I don't, I don't trust. I don't know. This team has let me down once. And he's like, you know, let me down once. Shame on you. Let yeah. me down twice. And you do it again. And I get it. But I mean, I think that the one thing that we need to remember is that year you were talking about, they didn't have Javante Williams. They didn't have Michael Carter. They couldn't lean on the run game. Yeah, no, that's true. And this year they have four dudes that are legit that they can lean on the run game more and their offensive line is better. I mean, obviously there's a the concern the transfers don't mix well. There's, you know what I mean? There's the concern that, let, like hypothetically, my only real concern is that they the defense. lose to South Carolina, then they lose to Pitt, 
and then they have a you know what I mean? Then they have a hiccup at Miami. I can see the the wheels would fall off because I don't think this I team is. It. But I think with Drake May, with the running backs, with the offensive line, and who they have coming in, I I think the pieces are there. And I'm seeing twelve to one. I'm seeing twelve to one on the best quarterback. Would you take it at ten to one? I would still take it at ten to one, and I took the over eight and a half of plus money. Yeah. So I'm going to be taking the over on the win total because I do think they could be a nine win team. The only worry for me on this on this North Carolina team is I if the defense doesn't improve to the level you're step you're like speculating, they could lose more than just those like two or three games. Yeah. Which I'm like I feel like South Carolina is going to be a very good barometer because South Carolina is like I think like an all right team. Like they're fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good barometer of where this team is at just to start the season. Yeah. Up yeah. next. And I, mean, I think I think with last year, how they went to App State and them should have losing the game, I think they're gonna be up for the App State game. I think they will not overlook App State. I think that's gonna be I think they'll be fine for that. I think a lot like you said, September twenty third will be a very important game. Speaking of which, Eric, our next team is the Pitt Panthers. Win total is set at 6.5, minus 200 on the over, plus 160 on the under. They are 25-1 to to win the ACC, plus 2,500. Pitt, the Fighting Nard... I can't remember saying it. The Fighting Nard Dogs. Returning 43-7-5. Your boy, Big Phil. Transferring in from BC. He had his best part of his college career when the current OC at Pitt was at BC. Is he going to be able to bounce back to that current form? If he is, that's going to be huge. Running back, they're losing. They're starting running back from last season who was drafted by the Jets. However, freshman Hammond looked good when he got on the field, lessen the blow. But when you lose a second-team all-conference player and you're replacing him with an inexperienced guy that has a lot of hype, it's a blow to the defense. It's a blow to the running back room. Wide receivers, three other top four are back. With Wayne leaving for the NFL, the pressure is on either Means or Mumpfield to be that number one. Offensive line returning three, but two of them were all-conference players. If this group can stay healthy, they will be good. And with all the injuries they had last season, I think they're due for some positive injury regression. Defensive line, it feels weird saying this. But there's some serious questions surrounding Pitt's defensive line. They're losing four. They only have one starter returning with little depth. A little bit of an area of concern. Linebackers, losing Dennis, who is their leading tackler and was an all-conference player, is going to hurt. They have two starters back. But with how bad the DL's defensive line is going to be in my eyes, the pressure is going to be on them to step up. DBs, they're going to have to replace both safeties but every cornerback is back. Special teams, they're losing their returner, but everyone else is back. Overall, schedule is doable. Quarterback play will be better, but they're losing their top running back and wide receiver, plus have some serious questions in the front seven. But if the defense figures it out, I think they could, keyword dude, could make a run to the championship game. 
I think that game North Carolina on the 23rd is huge. And then that stretch from the 21st all the way to May 4th, I think November 4th, that three-game stretch is going to be really big too. We're sitting right now plus 900 to make the ACC championship game. That's not bad. Did I tell you North Carolina? North Carolina was sitting at plus 400 to make the championship. Oof. Let's get into the schedule for Pitt, and I'll tell you why I love this team so much. I'll just tell you right off the bat. It's Phil Dracovic. I fucking love this guy. I don't know. I can't quit America. I just can't. I can't. Walford, Cincinnati. What? Well, that that movie is like, I wish I knew how to quit you. I wish I knew how to quit you. Um, I have them. I got. I'll put them at. Go. I'll have them at one loss before the buy. Yeah, I'll have them at one loss before the buy too. So, Wofford, Cincinnati, at West Virginia, North Carolina, and then at Virginia Tech. I would only have them losing to North Carolina. Correct. I agree, one hundred percent. But it's very much that is a winnable game. Off the bye week, it is Louisville at Wake at Notre Dame. Okay, so here I think they beat Louisville coming off of the bye. I think so too. And then I think they lose three in a row. So at Wake, at Notre Dame, and then Florida State, you got them losing all three. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give them one win in that stretch. Okay. I whether it's at Wake, at Notre Dame, or at Florida State, I can't tell you which one. It's Pitt, but I just this is gut. This is this is heart and gut. We listen to little Syracuse. Jim. Then Syracuse in Yankee Stadium. It's not in the Carrier Dome, so I don't think there's any of that Syracuse yeah, magic. There's no, there's no magic. That's, so that's, that's a win. Nothing. And then it's Boston College at Duke. I got him going 3-0 and after that stretch. Yeah. Yep. So I got him at three losses on the season. I have him at four. So you have him at eight and four. I got him at nine and three. If the over wasn't minus 200, I'd take it. That's where I'm sitting. Yeah. Up next, the Syracuse Orange. Win total is set at six on the dot. Minus 105 on the over. Minus 125 on the under. They are plus 6,600 to win the ACC this year. Uh, returning 56. Seven on both sides of the ball. Um, Schrader is back, but they lost their OC, who went to NC State, as we talked about before which I think will hurt his production. Plus, stat of the day, 4-20. and 20. That's what Dino is when he plays a backup quarterback at Stanford. At Syracuse, excuse me. Um, so, not great. Look, yep, not great. Needs to stay healthy. Uh, running backs, they're losing the third leading rusher in school history. With that being said, I think the running game is going to take a step backwards. Uh, yeah. Uh, wide receivers, four. Their top four are back, and but changing OC, man. I'm a little worried about the passing game with the change in the OC. Offensive line, they only have two starters back. Are very inexperienced. They're getting more from Richmond helps, but I think this unit is going to take a step backwards. Defensive line, they're losing two. They're adding an impactful transfer from Bama, and they really don't. But they really don't have any game changers on this unit. 
Linebackers, they're losing Jones. That will hurt, but Thompson is back from injury after missing all of last season and will be just this unit will be just as good as last season's. DBs, they have two starters back, adding transfers, and they but and they don't have nearly as much talent and are very inexperienced unit. I think they're gonna take a step backwards. They're adding Stonehouse, which will help the punting game, but they don't. So, I mean, I think the special teams units kind of probably be about the same. Overall, Clemson, North Carolina, FSU, three weeks in a row, with two of them being on the road is tough. They'll be battling for a bowl game, could be an interesting game at Purdue. Auto fade if the quarterback goes down. Yeah, if that quarterback goes down, they're just done for the season. Um, what do we think about Dino's tenure at Syracuse? I mean, look, like if he's getting them constantly to bowl games. Successful. I mean, that's successful. I mean, like last year, they're undefeated going into Clemson. Yeah. You know, and like their running back was getting talks about being a dark horse. For the you don't need to hype. tell me on the Syracuse hype, Eric. I was fully embathed in that. But I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, would you take what Dino's done in Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like what he's doing at kind of like a non-football school is absolutely huge, and I think they'd be idiotic if they got rid of him. What was I? I'm still, yeah, I still can't. I think he still has enough good graces from 2018, where they went 10 and three. Yeah, I just and with the NIL getting people to come to Syracuse, it's 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 tough. And I mean, their schedule. You look at their schedule. I mean, it's always I tough. They, it's always tough. I think they could be four and zero, but then they have to lose three in a row. Yep. So let's just get right into it. Colgate, Western Michigan at Purdue, and then Army at home. I think that's four and zero. I think it's four and zero. It could be three and one. It could be, but I'm going to go four and zero. I think it's probably four and zero. And then, like you said, Clemson at North Carolina at Florida State, zero and three. Yeah. So they're four and three going into the bye. And then it's bye week time at Virginia Tech, Boston College, and then versus Pitt in Yankee Stadium. I think that's two and one. I'm also going to say two and one. And then it's at Georgia Tech, and then Wake Forest at home. I think they beat Georgia Tech, then lose to Wake. I agree with you one thousand percent. So and right there, that's six. They're fighting. They're they're in a bowl. I think they make a bowl, but the number is six on the dot. Yeah, so that's yeah, not touching it. That's a pass. Up next, Virginia, the Cavaliers. Win total is set at a whopping three and a half. Plus 120 on the over, minus 150 on the under. Eric, they are one of your teams that is 101, plus 10,000 to win the conference. We're returning 42, 5 and 8. Losing Armstrong hurts the quarterback room. Um, They have a transfer coming in who is all Big South taking over, but look. You're losing the best quarterback probably in the history of the school. Huge step backwards. Running backs are adding pace from Clemson, which will help greatly, and he will be the clear-cut number one, plus Hollins is back, which is a great story coming back from that injury. Wide receivers, they're losing for the top six and are counting on Northwestern transfer Washington. They need a Northwestern receiver? transfer that you just yeah. mentioned yeah yes. that's gonna be great yeah offensive line 
this could be the worst offensive line in the conference. They're really inexperienced in their transfers. None of the transfers coming in have started a game. Defensive line, they're returning everyone, and believe it or not, it could be one of the better D-lines in the conference. Linebackers, they're losing Jackson, who was our top tackler last season. That will be a big blow, and because of that, they're going to take a step backwards. DBs, they're losing two starters by any transfers from Clemson and Iowa State, which is huge. And with the defensive line being good, it's going to take pressure off the back four. Special teams, they're losing their kicker and returner, but with how bad they were last season, can only go up. They have an easy conference schedule compared to the others in the league. But with their non-conference schedule, I don't see how they can get to four wins. I was going to say, what is this non-con for Virginia? You're kind of like trying to rebuild and figure out what you are. And let's just get into it. Tennessee, JMU at Maryland. Best case scenario, one and two. I think they're 0-3. Realistically, they're 0-3. Because I'm actually, spoiler, I'm going to be kind of high on Maryland this year. And it's before November, so. And also, yeah, September Maryland, it's even more dangerous. NC State at Boston College and then William & Mary. I think they beat William & Mary. I think they also beat William & Mary. We got about one win before the bye. Yeah. Like, optimistically, two. Yeah. And that's at North Carolina, at Miami, Georgia Tech, at Louisville, Duke, Virginia Tech. I think they beat Georgia Tech and Vatek to end this to to fit after the bye. I have them at three wins. I have them at three. The best they can hope for is four. Yeah. Not touching that win total. Again, I don't understand why this team why this team consistently cannot be better. Well, yeah, I don't know. I really don't. Up next, Virginia Tech, the Hokies. Win total is set at five and a half, Eric. They are plus 115 on the over, minus 145 on the under. They are your last team that is 100 to 1, plus 10,000 to win the conference. They're returning 41, 7 and 7. Baylor transfer drones is coming in, will be the starter. Big upgrade. Running back, Thomas is back and will be a starter, but the bigger issue has always been if he can stay healthy. They did it at our transfer from NC who is going to help immensely wide receivers for their top five are returning and they're adding two transfers. This unit will be improved offensive line. They have three stars returning and the other two spots will be manned by a transfer and a red shirt freshman. I think this unit will be better than last season. Defensive line pain is back after missing most of last season to an injury. They are experienced and should be better. Linebacker. Tinsdale is back here. Six. Oh, my God. They're losing their best linebacker from last season, but they did add Snyder, who is an FCS All-American. But will he be able to produce at this level? DBs, they're losing four, but Stroman and Strong are back, which is huge. Plus, they have impactful transfers transferring in. Special teams, everyone but the longs. Snapper is back, and Holloway is awesome in the return game. Will be improved. Overall, this will be an improved team. Schedule, they're missing Clemson, Miami, and UNC. But finishing with three out of four on the road is tough. Will be a team I take to look, take bet on certain weeks. I like how you said they'll be improved. That doesn't necessarily mean good. 
can, which but they they will be improved. I also just I, I looking over the schedules. I like how Purdue is like going against the Virginias. Just a trip to Virginia for for like two weeks. Yeah, because they play them. Was yeah, they play them back. Uh, did they play them? No. They play Wait, who did, no Virginia played Syracuse. That's what it was. Yeah, I got I got them mixed up. But they could just stay in the East. Who cares? Let's get to the schedule. ODU, Purdue, and at Rutgers. I think that it's two and one. No, two and one. Yeah, I think it's two and one. I'm spoiler. I'm gonna be real low on Purdue this year. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then after the Rutgers, it's at Marshall, Pitt, at Florida State. Marshall's going to be tough to play. Marshall's going to be up for that game. Marshall's in Marshall too. Play. I think they lose to Marshall, and I'm sorry. I think they lose to Pitt after that, and they lose to Florida State. Basically, so then it's Wake after Florida State. I got them. Um, I think the they beat week. Wake. I think they beat Wake. I think I, they lose three in a row, then they beat Wake. I don't. Okay, so I, I, I will say between Marshall, Pitt, Florida State, and Wake, they get one win. You know what? And that I can agree with you. Right. So I, we so, both have them at three going into the bye. Yep, we got them at three wins going into the bye. And then it's Syracuse at Louisville at Boston College. And we'll say two wins. Well, no, we'll say we, one win. I'm going to say win. one, yeah. And that's NC State and at Virginia. I think they beat Virginia. I, I got them at five. I have him like sitting at like five in the five to six range. Again, five and a half, not touching it. Last team, Eric. We've made it. Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons, my favorite team of the ACC. They have been one of the most entertaining teams, in my opinion, to watch over the last like four to five years. They are sitting at a win total of six and a half, plus 115 on the over, minus 145 on the under. They are plus 5,050 to one to win the ACC. Returning 49, five and six defensive starters. Sammy Boy is gone to Notre Dame. Griffiths will be the starter. Obviously, a huge step backwards. Ellis, who is their top rusher, is back. But behind him, they are very thin. If he goes down, rushing games do. Wide receiver, they're losing their top guy, but at five of their top six back, they're adding um, Merrill from Tennessee. Clawson is very high in this group, but with the downgrade at the quarter picker position, I think this group takes a step backwards. I don't see who the number one wide receiver is. Offensive line, they're losing three, but the two returning were all-conference players. Pressure will be on for the other players stepping into starting roles to protect because they have an unproven quarterback and a thin running back room. Defensive line, they're losing five of their top six, and the team was good against the run last season. I think this year, because of the talent leaving, you're going to be able to run on them, which is a worry point. Linebackers, two starters are back, and they added a ton in the portal. We'll be able to introduce, but the people coming in from the portal are jumping up a level, which I'm always a little worried about. DBs, three starters back, are deep and talented, the strength of the defense. Special teams, everyone returns, and with how bad they were last season, it's going to be easy for them to take a step forward this season. Overall, 
Good coach. A lot, a lot of questions, though. With Clemson, Duke on a short week, and Notre Dame on the road, and they finished with three out of their last four on the road, this is a tough schedule for your boys. It really is. I mean, I, I, I get why he left. I wish Hartman would have stayed. Oh, yeah, for sure. I get why he left, though. I understand. I think Dave Clawson is one of my favorite coaches in college football. I'm He's a beast. It. I fucking love Dave Clawson so much. What he has done at a school like Wake Forest is crazy to me. Yeah. It is absurd. You know, he's made he's made him relevant. He has absolutely made him relevant. The school, yeah, god dang it. Let's get to the schedule. Elon Vanderbilt at ODU. I think they uh, you know I, I think this I think they're perfect going into the bye. Yeah, and then Georgia Tech after that. I also think they're 4 0 going into the bye. But then I think they lose to Clemson. At Clemson, at Virginia Tech, and then Pitt at home. And then they have Florida State right after that. I mean, yeah, I think State between right Clemson, Pitt, and Florida State, I think they're gonna lose two of those. I agree with you there. I think they get one of those teams. And then I think they beat Virginia Tech too. So we're at six and two going into Duke. I think they do kind of short week sandwich between Florida State and NC State. I'm going to call that a loss, man. I'm going to call that a loss as well. And then the last three, it's NC State at Notre Dame at Syracuse. I wouldn't surprise me if they go one and two, man. It also wouldn't surprise me if they go one and two there. I got him at seven. This is betting with my heart, Eric. I'm going to bet the over. Oh, Jimbo, don't do that. I'm doing this one time. I understand. I understand. I'm not betting the future, but I'm betting with my heart. I'm betting over six and a half for Wake. Jimbo. Eric, I have three questions for you. I know that really the only team that you have anything on is North Carolina, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. So you, what do you all? First question: What do you have on North Carolina? Uh twelve to one to win the ACC over eight and a half at plus one twenty-two. Love it. If you had to pick one other team that's sort of a long shot, who would Pitt. you go for? Pitt. Pitt. Love it. If, if you I had, had to pick a team that's really, really down there. So that my next question was in relation to that specific. If you had to pick one of the teams, one of the four teams that is one hundred to one. That would surprise people and make a run between Boston College, Georgia Tech, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. What's the team oh, you're Vatek. riding on? Vatek. Vatek, 100%. I agree. Yeah. Who's going to be your other long, long shot? Your super long shot that you were going to like just. Vatek was going to be the guy. Like, if you wanted to like really pump for one. 101. 101 is insane. To make the championship, they are uh, 66 to 1. Jesus. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, of math, so, like, I just think that pick game against North Carolina is really going to determine a lot of things. In this I think it will, too. My bets for the ACC are I am on the under Boston College, under 5.5, plus 115. Mm-hmm. I'm on Clemson, under 10, at minus 105. Okay. I'm on the North Carolina over. I just took over 8 at minus 115. Yeah. A little safer for me. Uh, but less money, obviously. And then I got him at 10 to 1. I'm okay. also on that. I am on Pitt, not anything in the win total, but I'm on Pitt at 25 to 1 to win the conference. And I will also be on Pitt. Uh, the number was 9 to 1 to make the conference championship. 
And then I'm on Wake Forest from the heart. I'm on Wake Forest over six and a half plus one fifteen. Ooh. Ooh. Dave Clawson, baby, don't let me down. Eric, it's the ACC for you, baby. What do you think of the ACC as a conference? Down. I feel like that's the word you can use to describe it for like the last, I don't know, six years. But Clemson's on a downward spiral. When you don't have that big powerhouse team, it's on a downward spiral. We're, we're, in a weird, we're in a weird spot in college football with all this conference realignment shit going on and like NIL and everything. And it's just to the point where we've kind of seen it. Like Clemson just isn't getting the dudes it's got. They, their talent level is a little bit down to where it's been. That's true. So I don't know. It's going to be inner and plus you got, um, Oh my God. I lost my train of thought. You got them talking about freaking leaving. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of little things. Like yeah, the, the, the whole situation with Florida State's really weird. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been the College Football Tailgate ACC Betting Preview. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. Uh, bye.